The QuackCast, a review of supplements, complementary, and alternative medicines, aka scams. This is the 210th QuackCast, and it's called Treating the Terrain of Chronic Sinus Infections, a Lack of Understanding. Two issues. One, the abbreviation for an acupuncturist is LA, both big letters, small c, pronounced lack. So there's a joke here whenever you hear the word lack. Think L-A-C, not L-A-C-K. I don't know. Maybe some written puns don't work verbally. The other is if you think my French accent is awful, just wait till you hear my German accent. Das ist nicht nur nicht richtig, es ist nicht einmal falsch. German for that is not only not right, it is not even wrong, by Wolfgang Pauli. German sounds so sharp and final, perhaps due to all those consonants pronounced at the end of words. 99 Red Balloons is so much better in German. I get all sorts of articles in my feeds, and there are some that, well, let's say are interesting in their understanding of disease. Acupuncture Today is an online newspaper promoting acupuncture and traditional Chinese pseudomedicine. It is a rich vein to be mined if you want to know how acupuncturists think. Well, not so much how as what. They have over 2,500 articles, and I thought I would take a look at one covering the treatment of sinusitis. A view from a different universe. It is a hodgepodge of alternative understandings of physiology and disease. Let's see what they have to offer. Quote, The dominant medical belief that was strengthened by Pasteur's findings purported that disease was caused by pathogens that, if eliminated, would cure the infection and its resultant symptoms. Well, belief is what you do when you have no evidence. It is pretty clear as an infectious disease doctor that infections, as opposed to disease, are caused by germs. And if you remove the germs, then patients usually get better. Unlike pseudomedicine, I get to cure serious infections. There is a good reason that endocarditis treated with acupuncture and meningitis treated with acupuncture have zero hits on Googles. When it comes to infection, germ theory is like a gravitational theory. You ignore it at your peril. And I would bet that no lack licensed acupuncturists would rely solely on her theatrical placebo for the treatment of any infection that I take care of on a daily basis. But forget the concept that germ theory is just a theory, a myth that I discussed way back in 2008. And judging from the picture of the author at work, with a lack of gloves while manipulating needles, she is a typical TCPM germ theory fan. Let's continue with a simplistic false dichotomy that demonstrates a complete lack of understanding of the complex relationship between pathogens, commensal organisms, and the host immune system. Quote, Pasteur's critics argued that virulence of the microbes was not as important as resistance of the body, known at the time as the biological terrain or milieu interieur, internal milieu, a concept developed by Bernard. Pseudomedical providers seem to think that germs and microbes are interchangeable objects. Pseudomedical providers also tend to act like the immune system is this monolithic thing, like a bicep, that can somehow be strengthened, as we shall see. But, 
As we shall also see, pseudomedical providers seem to not understand that many organisms have evolved specifically to infect us, and that is their mechanism of reproduction that no amount of immunity can resist. No one would argue that the host immune system, aka the terrain, is not important, but the interactions of germs are subtle and often beyond either clinical intervention or diagnosis. Organisms have variable virulence between genus, MRSA is more virulent than P. acnes, and within genuses, genii, genera. MRSA, for example, is more virulent than MSSA, and even within strains. Some MRSA are more virulent than others. Quote, this comes as no surprise to practitioners of traditional Chinese medicine who have long understood the concept of we key and the transmission of pathogenic factors from the exterior of the body toward the interior. Well, I'm glad they understand we key because I sure as hell don't. According to one site, the Wikipedia. <laughs> Quote, in traditional Chinese medicine, the wiki circulates on the surface of the body, protecting the body from pathogens such as bacteria and viruses. This concept is loosely related to how modern medicine views the immune system and is thousands of years old. In Western medicine, only viruses can cause viral infection. In Chinese medicine, viruses and other pathogens are ever-present and do not generally pose a threat to health unless the wiki is weak and cannot protect the body. See? As is so often the case in pseudomedicine, the fault lies in ourselves. As confirmed in, quote, holistic medicine practitioners stuck to their roots, both metaphorically and medicinally, by employing herbal remedies that lower populations of microbes while at the same time strengthening the body's immune system. The latter strategy is also used preventatively with the idea that if the body is sufficiently bolstered, a healthy individual should withstand all but the most virulent infectious diseases. Which is just not true. No matter how bolstered, if you get exposed to measles or norovirus, you will get infected if you have no pre-existing antibody. As to the wee key, oh, I guess it's pronounced way. As to the way key, no way. I wonder just what is meant by lowering populations of microbes. Wiping out the normal microbiome? Knocking down the mystical, ever-present viruses and other pathogens? Using herbs like broad-spectrum antibiotics? If it were possible, and fortunately it isn't, herbs would be a bad idea. The concept of strengthening the immune system is as nonspecific as it is futile. What are they going to do? Increase antibody levels, improve white cell function, get rid of dangerous polymorphisms and the toll-like receptors, increase cytokines, activate platelet-derived cationic proteins? Please, they have no idea what they're talking about. None of that is even remotely likely. Probably just going to make the non-existent way key work better. As I have said before, if a pseudomedicine really could boost the immune system, they would be inducing an inflammatory response which would be dangerous since inflammation leads to stroke, heart attack, and pulmonary embolism. Don't mess with the immune system. It will bite you back. Quote, there is always a portion of the population exposed to pathogenic factor that does not contract the expected illness. We see patients who catch every cold that comes along and others who seem miraculously immune. Such a simple understanding of disease. Not everyone is exposed to contagion or the right inoculum, or they may have pre-existing immunity, or some have polymorphisms that render them resistant. 
There are many reasons people may not get an infection, but I suppose if you lack understanding of medicine, it would seem a miracle. As Arthur C. Clarke said, kind of, any sufficiently advanced physiology is indistinguishable from magic to an acupuncturist. The author doesn't seem to recognize, at least with clear language, the difference between chronic and recurrent sinusitis and the different reasons people get symptomatic sinusitis. They suggest two approaches. The first is, of course, boosting the immune system. We can provide acupuncture and herbal therapy. Yu Ping Fang Sang and high potency echinacea root are an excellent combination for long term immune support. Based on what few articles I could find, is, if anything, an anti inflammatory, which in the real world is considered immunosuppressive, and the only clinical trial is an allergic, not infectious, rhinitis. There is no reason by prior plausibility to think an herbal concoction couldn't have anti-inflammatory effects, especially given the habit of herbal preparations to be adulterated with real medications. But only in the world of pseudomedicine would an immune-suppressant anti-inflammatory perhaps be useful for allergic rhinitis be touted as an immune booster for infection. Yet another lack of understanding. Yeah, I can beat a pun to death. I lack self-control. But I am avoiding all the point-and-needle-and-stick puns so beloved by headline writers about acupuncture. And the data is clear. Echinacea lacks efficacy. Quote, Echinacea products have not been shown to provide benefits when treating colds, although it is possible there is a weak benefit from some echinacea products. The results of individual prophylaxis trials consistently show positive, if non-significant, trends although potential effects are of questionable clinical relevance. But the lack of understanding continues. Quote, A biofilm is a colony of microbes banded together and adhering to the lining of epithelial tissues, the formation of which may persist along with the sinus passages in a patient suffering from chronic infections. Not quite. Biofilms are a notorious virulence factor, but important in biofilms is the extracellular matrix made by the organism. Key phrase there. Made by the organism. Not, quote, stubborn biofilms are often the result of lifestyle factors that predispose a person to their growth. One of the most common in the ear, nose, and throat area is the consumption of dairy, especially pasteurized dairy. In individuals who tend to accumulate phlegm from eating cheese or drinking milk. Phlegm is not a biofilm. Oh, and milk slash dairy lacks the ability to increase mucus, much less make a biofilm. Quote, milk and dairy product intake was not associated with an increase in upper or lower respiratory tract symptoms of congestion or nasal secretion weight. A trend was observed for cough when present to be loose with increasing milk and dairy product intake. However, this was not statistically significant. Those who believe milk makes mucus or reduced milk intake with cold reported significantly more cough and congested symptoms, but they did not produce higher levels of nasal secretions. That's a fun job. Let's go measure some nasal secretion production. We conclude that no statistically significant overall association can be detected between milk and dairy product intake and symptoms of mucus production in healthy adults, either asymptomatic or symptomatic, with rhinovirus infection. 
the author lacks the understanding that mucus production is not the reason for biofilm. Quote, the second part of treatment is targeted herbal therapy to lower populations of pathogenic microbes that are overwhelming the body. Overwhelming the body. Yeah, we call that sepsis. Anyway, to continue, antibiotic therapy will do this, but at a cost. Yeah, the cost of efficacy. Quote, antibiotics pose a risk to our gut microbiome, predisposing us to a buildup of pathogenic yeasts that are unaffected by antibiotics. It seems that the author believes in the fictional yeast connection, a disease that has the same support as Obama ordering a tap on Trump Tower. While there are many potential downsides to antibiotics, the idea of the Canada syndrome lacks a connection with reality. And yes, I know about thrush. Quote, if antibiotics are prescribed without confirming the nature of the infection by culturing a swab test, a sentence that makes no sense, I think he means, quote, if antibiotics are prescribed without confirming the nature of the infection by culture with a swab, although perhaps given the preceding lack of clear understanding, or maybe it was just lackadaisical editing. And he continues, quote, we can never fully eliminate these bugs from our system. Well, actually we can. Pathogens are usually eradicated once the infection has resolved. And then he finishes with this Kelly and alternative fact. Quote, looking back, we come to an interesting twist of fate at the end of their story, as on Pasteur's deathbed, he finally admitted that Bernard was right by stating, the microbe is nothing, the terrain is everything. Dude, there's an internet. You can look it up. If you are in the job of having evidence, quote, Louis Pasteur died on September 28, 1895. His last words were, one must work, one must work. I have done what I could. A lackluster article from Acupuncture Today. A pure crystal. Quote, like, if you could take all the stupid and just cook it down and then scrape just the pure ignorance, like, crystal, duh. It's like, crystal, duh. John Stewart, The Daily Show. And that ends the 210th Quackcast. If you like my podcasting, don't forget, I have another alternative medicine podcast. It's called Sisyphus Speaks. It's a two to three time a week short essay over on iTunes. And every Sunday as part of Sisyphus Speaks is the week in review. All the interesting things that came out in the world of scam. Otherwise, let's bring this to a close, shall we? Talk to you next time. Bye.